Hello, everyone. I am Matthew Thomas with Super Cool Radio. My guest is this time from the Bay Area on the West Coast. They are high-energy stoner rock and roll band Doom and Black Metal and are uh, working on a killer new track entitled Monster. Please welcome White Fuzzy Bloodbath. Yes. Yeah. Welcome, White Fuzzy Woo! Bloodbath. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Yeah! Thanks for having us. Of course, I'm glad uh, we we're finally able to do this. If if ever I like, do the whole backstory of how this uh, all came together, it uh, actually would make an interesting story. But glad you guys are here. All right, so I made up White Fuzzy Bloodbath. Joining me, we have Elise on bass and vocals, Alex on guitar, and Jeff on drums. Process of elimination. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, hey, let, let's kick this interview off with a fun question. What music have you guys been listening to this week? Oh, God. You know, I listen to a lot of different stuff other than rock because sometimes I'm always writing rock music that, you know, you need a palate cleanser. So um, I found this group, Emotional Oranges, not too long ago. They're mm -hmm. awesome. And they are not rock and roll at all. But, you know, like I said, if you need a palate cleanser, sometimes it's good to find other genres. Uh, but for rock and roll bands, check out Void Vader, too, in uh, L.A. They're really good. They just came out with an album called, I think, Great Fear Rising. It's really awesome. What yeah. is Emotional Oranges? What type of music is um, that? They're like R&B meets um, soul and a little bit of rap. I mean, it's definitely not rock at all. But, but it's something that I think that a lot of people who like rock can enjoy. If that makes sense, because it's like the lyrics are really good, you know, and yeah. That sounds cool. It does, actually. Uh, I've been kind of on a 90s punk rock kick. So I've been listening to like Pennywise and uh, Death by Stereo, Voodoo Glow Skulls. Um, and then there's, uh, have you heard of 16 Horsepower? I have not, no. They're this, I don't know how else to describe it. They're kind of like goth country what yeah it's, <laughs> cool. it's like country music but it's like real dark and kind of evil and like uh like real minor chord sounding it's really cool that they have an album called sackcloth and ashes it's really good i just listen to it periodically and then uh if i'm having a bad day at work i'll throw on some black dahlia murder or uh, Sweet. uh the ocean Pretty much any album in the ocean discography I can just listen to on repeat. Uh, and I just do a lot of audiobooks and podcasts and stuff. So nice. I've been listening to KFJC, which is my favorite radio station ever. They just play whatever they want. Like today, they were playing country music, but yesterday they were playing death metal. So it's just a really great time to, like, I don't know that band. That band sounds cool, and you just have it in the background. I love, I love KFJC. They have everything. I've gotten a lot of bands from KFJC. Yeah, they yeah. rule. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Wish I had a radio station out this way. We could play that. They always like have you know their own. Oh, stuff. you can stream uh, them online. Oh, they're online. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check them out. Though. Yeah, KFJC. Nice. I would. Yeah, definitely. I, I always like listening to different stuff and finding new stuff. So I'm definitely gonna check them out. All right, so now I'm focused on you guys. I am chatting with White Fuzzy Bloodbath. Uh, how'd you guys get started as musicians? Ooh, that's a good question. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> um, 
honestly, music for me is a way to release any emotion or any sort of energy that I need to release. So when I was a kid, like I was a very emotional kid and I felt like when I picked up guitar, I could just go ahead and just do whatever I wanted with it. And I never took guitar lessons or anything. I just wanted to be able to create music that I thought was really cool to me. And so I guess that's really how I got started. And then, you know, you start bands and eventually you start networking and you learn things from other people. And now here I am with these great musicians. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it is for sure. So music's always been a big part of my life. My dad was always playing music for me when I was a kid, Led Zeppelin. And we'd go on snowboarding trips and listen to like everything from like Dolly Parton to Hank Williams Jr. So I got, you know, big, big interest in music, but I never really had any interest in playing it. And then like I hit my teens and there were three specific drummers that really just inspired me to want to play the drums. So that the first, the first two were Trey cool from green day. Uh, Cause he just looked like he was having so much fun, you know, and I just wanted to, I just wanted to share in that. And then um, Dave Grohl from uh, Nirvana, just watching him play, just like snapped something in my brain, you know? And uh, just one day I just, I just wanted to play drums, and so I uh, I talked to my I talked to my dad, and he he brought me a uh, bought me a practice pad, and uh, he said, "Okay, just work on this." I joined the school band, which was not what I was looking for, but I started to learn some of the basics, and I practiced on that practice pad until I graduated from eighth grade. My dad bought me a uh, a cymbal pack and a snare drum. And I started taking drum lessons and my drum teacher sold me the rest of the kit. And then I- Oh, that's such a great teacher for doing yeah, that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I actually uh, got to got to see him on one of the tours uh, with, with another band before the White Fuzzy Bloodbath tour, which we'll get into. No. Uh, so that was a really cool circular moment for me. But uh, yeah, he was he was a great guy and he gave me, uh, he gave me lessons and uh, I've been playing in bands ever since. Starting out in high school. I didn't know that either. I love all these questions because I'm getting to know my band members even more. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That, that's what awesome. The teacher, like, you help you out. Like, you know, sold you the rest of yeah. the Yeah. Really great teacher. Really gave me a deal, too. Yeah. So for me, um, I, so I always loved music. I was always, so looking back at it, I definitely was more into music than other people. But at the time, I didn't realize it at all. <laughs> and um, I was always just dabbling in like piano, violin. I asked my parents for a drum kit. They said no. I like tried to get a guitar. You know, I was just trying to dabble. But it's not like I had any sort of like, I'm a musician. Um, and then I joined this really prestigious choir group when I was in high school, it was like a really crazy audition process. And we uh, would tour different countries every year. And uh, when I was a part of that group, we toured South America. And so that's really when I was like 17 or 18, I got the, the tour bug. I was like, this is cool. This is awesome. I want to tour like this. And I'd always loved like rock bands and metal bands and punk bands. And I was also into country. I was just into everything. Anything that sounded good, I was into. Um, but what really did it for me was I was uh, driving back to see a friend in Nashville. I was driving back from Nashville to Pennsylvania 
and I didn't have radio and I didn't have air conditioning. And so it was just 12 hours of like my windows down with like, like with the wind. And I just like in the 10th hour, I just had an epiphany and I was like, oh my God, I'm a musician. I need to be in music. Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, it was insane. Like, it just hit me. Just something just clicked, right? Just something just clicked. So then I came home and I loved my roommate. She was amazing, but we were in Pennsylvania. And I was like, all right, I'm leaving in a month and I'm moving to Nashville. She was like, what? And I was like, yep. And she was like, okay, have fun. So that's what I did. Well, hey, uh, that's really cool. Just like, yeah, 10 hours into this. You know what? I'm going to be a musician now after all this, but it's really cool. I Honestly, my AC went out last year in my car, and I didn't. I couldn't fix it and wasn't able to fix it. It sucks. It really Yeah, does. especially in the South. <laughs> yeah, weather. It's really Oof. sticky. So we can blame your shitty car for the fact that you're here now with yes. us. Yes. Okay, that's yeah. right. Her name, hey. was, her name nice. was Flower. Thank you, Flower. Thank you, Flower. Thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah, my two-door Hyundai Accent. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That is for sure. It's really cool just the stuff you think about in situations like that. Yeah, it's insane. There's like nothing else. There's no. Uh, there's nothing else entertaining going on, and your brain just has an epiphany. Like, hey, this is what you got to do. What are you doing with your life? Yeah, for sure. It's always at random times, too. You know, so it doesn't feel like it makes sense, but then like everything just makes sense just in that moment. Totally. Mm-hmm. All right, so we were just talking about touring, and then obviously we, I said we we're going to get into this. So I know you guys have toured nationwide and played with uh, played over 120 shows. So what was the Sugar and Rock tour and the Come and Get It tours? What were they? How they come together and all of that? Oh, those are so fun. So, <laughs> so the tours actually are broken up um, in a lot of different ways and a lot of different fashions. And so Alex was on the Come and Get It tour. And Jeff was on the Sugar and Rock tour, um, or I guess, yeah, the yeah, Sugar and Sugar Rock, Rock tour. Yeah. Right. Right. yeah. And um, so, but Alex was actually our roadie at the time. Yeah, I was the oh, roadie really? for the band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's why I came to know all their songs and just, I love the band. I saw every live show they did. Yeah. That's awesome. That is really cool. fun times. So for, for Sugar and Rock, I was in a couple of other different bands. And we were looking to book a tour and we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. So I hired Elise to book the tour for us because she knows what she's doing. And so as we're in the yeah, well, and as we're in the process of booking the tour, she's like, Hey, do you want to sleep in a hot tin can that you don't fit in, eat like a college student, and play in five different states for the next month? And I said, Hell yeah, I do. And so uh, that was how I ended up joining that tour. Uh, so I did a tour with the with the other band that uh, that she booked for us. And then I like immediately after I got back, I hopped in uh, hopped in the RV, and then we did the we did the five states tour. And then I unfortunately had to go back to my job, but uh, I did pesky jobs. yeah, but I I did I did sixteen <laughs> shows in a row on that tour, uh, which was which was great. And so that's that's how I got involved with the Sugar and Rock tour, and Elise got involved in the Sugar and Rock tour because she booked. Yeah, it. I've been I've been on every tour because I was the one who was booking the tours. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. I I don't know like every tour was different. Um, one of my favorite memories of Alex on the Come and Get It tour was we were in. 
Where were we? We were in Lake Havasu City. And one of our friends is a tattoo artist. And they were like, oh, we're totally going to get tattoos. So him and David, who was the guitarist at the time. Here, show like this. Yeah, flip, flip it. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. Like a, like a triangle. Yeah. yeah. So David was the guitarist at the time. And, and Alex and David were like, oh, we're going to get tattoos. And I was like, all right, cool. That's fine. But just remember, we have a show tonight. And they're like, yeah, totally rock and roll. And they were late. Because the tattoos were late, and we were like, we're like loading up on stage, and we're like, all right, I hope like, I hope they get here, and then they come on stage, and it's just like tattooed, like blood, and they're and it they're was like, feeling pretty good. David's like serving the guitar, and there's like blood. Was, was that the house party show? Was that the one with the house party? Was it the house party? That show was awesome. That was that one was like packed. That was one of the best shows that yeah. So that was one of my that's one of my favorite memories. It's just like, oh, you're on the road. Oh, your friend does tattoos. Okay. Like, cool. <laughs> that's super the, rock uh, and roll, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The uh one of the memories that sticks out for me is uh when we were going, I don't remember which leg of the you know, which where we were, but um I think we we're in Southern California. But um our RV bottomed out in a gas station. We got stuck on the exit ramp and Elise and I pushed this giant ass RV and I mean, she's, she's pretty tiny, honestly. <laughs> yeah. We're sitting down right now. We made sure to be level. Yeah. But. <laughs> I, am, I am not tiny. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we had to, we had to grunt and scream and push this RV just enough to get it off of the, off of the lip of the, of the, uh, the off ramp of the of the gas station. Oh my god, I was so embarrassed because we, like all the people in the gas station came out and they were looking at us. They weren't even like, "Hey, do you need help?" Yeah, they were just watching. <laughs> oh, they see two people trying to push an RV up a gas station, and everyone's like, "Wow, that looks horrible!" And they're just sitting there, like, you know, yeah, watching. <laughs> Oh, can they do it? Oh, they did it! They had a betting pool about whether we could get the thing moving or not. <laughs> Did they, did they all golf clap afterwards? I don't remember if they clapped or not. I think they were just so in shock with what was going on. And we were just like, this is normal. Like, this is everyday random stuff happening. Oh, we but like the very first day of the tour, we, uh, what was it? Oh, we had some electrical problem. We ended up like, we were supposed, I think we were supposed to play, like, in the middle of the set, and we ended up getting there at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. threw our gear on stage and played. Uh, next day, we blew, like, three tires, and we walked, like, two and a half miles because they said they had tires. <laughs> and then we, we walked, like, yeah, we walked, like, two and a half miles on the side of the freeway to get to this tire shop after we had already called and confirmed that they had the tires that we needed. And when we walked two and a half miles, they didn't have the tires. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. But I mean, like, so there's like lots of these stories because yeah. so the the RV was named Ham, and because it was a uh, it was a it was, it was a Brom, it was a Broham, oh, yeah. but it, so it's, it looks like Brom, but it's or sorry, it's pronounced Brom, but it looks like Broham. So we just shortened it to Ham, and then Hamus. So Ham was from 1979. So you know, that RV definitely had a lot of issues, but she got us across country twice. So 
you know, she she did her job. She needed a little love. She needed a little love. Once she got some love, she was very reliable. Yes, exactly. And sometimes she needed a push. But <laughs> but Alex was in candy on the tour. We were in a in a Camry. Oh, that car was nice. Yeah. Had a really nice backseat. <laughs> I was the music guy. I had a speaker in the backseat and I just kept playing a bunch of tool and a bunch of different <laughs> like rock bands and stuff, Mastodon. <laughs> Nice. That was a small one. Did we? Did, is that the tour that we had the the drum kit in the middle of you guys? I think I thought you had everything up in the top. Oh, you're there was right. that kayak thing or whatever. Or what was it called? It was like oh, a yeah. big thing on top of your we car. We had yeah, we had a pod yeah. on top of this Camry. So it's just it was ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But it was awesome. But you know you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And yeah, that was a good tour. Um, but that's actually the song Miss Candy is about the Buick because her her name is Candy and that's. That's what the song is about. It's about her. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right on. Definitely, uh, definitely uh, getting across the uh, country. Definitely uh, a lot of fun. Definitely run into a lot of issues. Did, did they re say April Fools? Like, did they not have tires at all? Like, was it? Oh, you know, no. They just, I, I, like I said, we called. I gave them the specific size of the damn tire, and I told them. We're stuck on the side of the freeway in the middle of nowhere, and you're two miles away. I'm walking. Please tell me <laughs> that you have this tire. And they said, yes. And I said, okay. So Dave and I walked along the freeway with no cell phone reception. Uh, I mean, it was just. And there was a storm coming in. And there was remember, a <laughs> you, came, you guys came back. And it had drastically changed yes. when you left. Oh yeah, yeah. It started raining on the way back. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was amazing. That sounds like all the worst like outcomes stacked into one. <laughs> Pretty much, but uh, you know, it was all it was all in the uh, all in the pursuit of rock and roll. So it was totally. And I yeah. it was rather be doing that than anything else, really. Yeah. That's right. All in the name of rock and roll. Uh, getting uh, tattoos remind me like my one friend. We went to a wedding, and uh, in between the wedding and the reception, he got like a giant cross tattoo on his forearm. I was like, "Oh, that's uh, interesting uh, use of your time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bleed <laughs> through the dress shirt. Yeah. Wait. So how did he? How did he manage that? You said it was in between times of the wedding. Yeah, it was like between the wedding and the reception. There was like a two-hour. Like, um, he just was like, YOLO, yeah. I'm gonna go get a tattoo. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> impressive. That is it was impressive. huge, too. And I was like, wow, dude. Yeah, wow. I guess wedding the wedding really had an impact on him. I, I guess. I mean, it, it, he wasn't like involved in the wedding, or he was just there a bit. I or, mean, he, <laughs> or he scheduled it and forgot that there was also a wedding that he had to go to. So he was like, I'm just gonna do both. I mean, the tattoo shop and then the, the hall for the reception is literally right across the street. So he had like the full two hour, you know, almost two hours to do it. <laughs> so basically, once he saw that there was a delay between the ceremony and the reception, he's like, eh, fuck it, it I'll get a tattoo. Why not? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's pretty gangster, that's a, honestly. Yeah, that's so cool. It's like he didn't even tell anyone. He just showed up with a giant, you know, band aid. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I got a tattoo. Um, whoever this guy is, we need to meet him at a show. That would be great. Alex and him can show each other their their tattoos. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you're ever in South Bend area, I mean. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't tell me with a good time. I think the last time we were there was 2017, but I love playing Indiana. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, reason. 
Well, yeah, because everybody really likes rock and roll out there. They're just like, hell yeah. yeah. Like there's some pockets where people really prefer other things, but I really enjoyed playing out there. It was fun. Yeah, uh, I mean, we were, I've had, like, I went to Fort Wayne uh, for a show with the, like my friends and rumors in the almas. It was like, it was only like 10 people there. I was like the only person not involved in a band and I had a fantastic time. That was the last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say like, you know, sometimes, Sometimes you're only playing for one really enthusiastic person, and but as long as you make an impression on that person, it's all worth it. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, because you you know you make an impression on that person, and then the next time you come around, that person brings tells you, oh, you got to see these guys, and they bring their friends, and it all kind of exponentially multiplies. But you got to put in the work. For sure, yeah, uh, yeah. I've been to a couple of shows where like it's only been me, like I for just a show, and I was like, hey, I'm really into this. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'll be here. I'll act a fool. Like I have no problem with that. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's good practice, if anything. Yeah, it's like you a know? private show for that person. Yeah. I mean, until the band really blows up, you're just like, hell yeah, I get this band all to myself. <laughs> That's yeah, definitely. Especially when you really get into it, it's it's always a good time. One of my one of my earliest bands, we had a keyboard player, and he would always stage dive into the audience, even if there was just one person. <laughs> like, the, like yeah. he would he would just like jump off of the stage into that guy. Oh, that's hilarious! It was pretty great. <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous. I mean, I feel kind of bad for the guy that's getting landed on, but <laughs> that's still that's he was hilarious. pretty light, so it wasn't too oh, bad no. of an experience. No. I'm like 280 pounds. So Obviously, we'll, enjoyed it. One person is not stopping me from hitting the ground. <laughs> in fact, six people are not stopping me from hitting the ground. Not that I have personal experience in that. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, well, for, I'd be like, you want to hit the deductible, so feel free to jump on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, White Fuzzy Bloodbass. How did you guys come together as a band, and uh, how did you choose the name? <clears throat> so, in the very beginning, um, David and I, who's the old guitarist, um, we created the band together. And we had had several drummers. Um, we found that drummers were in lots of different bands. So it was always hard to like get a drummer to commit to like being in one band or being on all the tours. And so through the years, it's just kind of been a collection. You know, it's been awesome. I think that there's total been seven members in white fuzzy bloodbath history um so that's how the band started um david and i we met at a bar and um we were started talking music and it was it was unreal because we literally loved all of the same bands like it was so weird like i always meet somebody who we like the similar bands or whatever but we liked all of the same bands and so we're like you know what like let's like like let's do something like let's get a project together and so we started writing music together and you know unfortunately he's no longer in the band um but that's okay it was his decision um but the name lives on because we've had jeff who's been on the sugar and rock tour before and so he's you know still in the band and then we have alex who's been on tour with us always so it's like He's already in the band technically, and we work together. So as far as this like new lineup in members, we've we've worked together before. So it was it was just natural to happen. I was in a band with Alex called Refract, and uh, he 
Do you want to talk about refact? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I had met Elise what like six years ago. Yeah, six. It years must ago. have been like six years ago, and uh, refract was my baby. It was you know like she was doing a quite fuzzy. I started a band, and I was kind of in the veins of Tool, but with we always wanted female vocals and. One day, honestly, it all came down to a Craigslist ad. We put up an ad and Elise uh, hit me up. And, you know, we had been working with each other ever since up to this point. And I think that's why we work really well together in this band is because we've all somewhat worked together on some level for a decent amount of time. Yeah, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't actually played with Alex before, but um, I was in other bands and we played with white fuzzy bloodbath and I loved, I loved the music. And so I hopped on the opportunity as soon as I got a chance to go on the tour. And I've also played a bunch of shows with refrock. So I was very familiar with Alex's guitar style. And, uh, you know, I was, I was kind of a fill in drummer for that tour, but like the whole time I was just sitting there like, man, it would be so awesome to write, you know, to be, to be part of the next evolution of this band. And, Hey, here we are. And it is, <laughs> yeah. it is fucking awesome. And it's great to finally be working with like professionals because, you know, when you're starting bands in high school and stuff, it's all really fun and everything. But like, then when it comes down to touring, people are like, Oh, I don't know. I'm scared of that. So it's really awesome to have like worked with the, with uh, Alex and Jeff and knowing like, okay, we could do this because we've done it before. So here we are the trio. It's definitely really awesome. You guys, um, you guys really jam. Like that's what I really noticed in uh, like with your music and uh, a track we talked about very momentarily. But you guys like really, really uh, sound very tight, and uh, you guys Thank rock. You. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was funny. I was talking to uh, uh, Brent, who set you know set up the connection, and everything of Red Queen Project, who I'm I'm, re I'm repping Woo! right now. Uh, he actually just gave me the shirt over the weekend too. Uh, he just said white fuzzy, and I was like, "Oh, white fuzzy, that's that's weird." And then I started. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's a weird name." But then uh, Elise called me and like, "Yeah, we're white fuzzy bloodbath." I was like, "Oh, that sounds really dope." <laughs> Another abbreviation I like is just calling it bath. Sometimes yeah. they'll we'll just say, "Oh, what what's, what are we doing for bath today?" Yeah. Or, you know, or, or let's yeah. take a bath. Or let's, let's take, take a bath. bath. Yeah. 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 yeah, love that. Um, but actually on the on the Sugar and Rock album, which is the previous album that we have, um, on the inside of it is an entire uh, sleeve or section that are all of the names that people have incorrectly called us. Cause like we've been introduced, you know, it's not like all the time, but like There's we've been introduced incorrectly, like white fluffy bubble bath one time. <laughs> so we love all the differences that we hear. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a trip with the name. And we always like to say that it's like up to interpretation. We don't like to say like what it means. Um, I think generally, I think it quite frankly uh, encapsulates the sound of the band. Yeah, definitely. You guys, uh, as I said, you guys have a very distinct style. It's definitely it's very different um, from a lot of the bands I've listened to and talked with. That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now the, the track uh, that I mentioned previously that we're going to talk about, you guys have been working very hard on Monster. So how was it writing and recording the track? You, you know, know it, I think oh, it really... Oh, sorry. No, no, I jumped in there. Um, I think <laughs> Monster, so out of all the... Because we've been writing some other songs too, but out of all the songs that we've been writing, Monster really tested us. Mm -hmm. And in a really good way. Like, like there were moments where it was there was difficult moments you know in the sense where trying to figure out where certain placements should be and you know but that song came out so good because of it because of that struggle 
And it really shows how good of a unit we are and how much we're growing uh, just from writing that song alone, I feel. Yeah, I think there's really something special about what we've been able to put together. I mean, we've only had, what, eight practices together before we went into the studio. And like, we're all used to like, being like battle tested and like running the songs until you can't even think about it. You don't even have to think anymore. And this time we were all like just so nervous. And, you know, we, we were like trying to implement some changes right before we went into the studio. And I think we forgot literally everything that we discussed and we just jammed and it came out beautiful. It was just, it was just yeah, meant it to really, be, it was magic. It really did. It really did come out beautiful because we actually, did so we are releasing monster first and we have two other tracks it's going to be a live in studio three track 30 minute thing um but it really did come together because we literally used the first take on each track which is like unheard of it's pretty crazy so it's that energy so it really is the energy it's like even though we like drilled it and we we're like oh maybe we should change da, 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 da. it's like we got in there and we know each other, we know the energy, and we just slayed. We were just like, this is it. And we we used the first the first take on each track. It was crazy. And right before we decided, right before we heard the first take and decided that, that was going to be it, we're like, it's going to be like the second or third take. <laughs> and then like we just went into the room and listened to the playback of, of each take. And we were just like, holy hell, we did it. <laughs> it was yeah. amazing. It was really great. It definitely, I, I, I've had the opportunity to listen to Monster, and it's definitely, um, you know, with the, with the length, you know, like sometimes you've, like, uh, longer songs, like, sometimes there's, like, oh, that part didn't fit or anything, but you guys, like, it's it's seven minutes of just solid. Oh, band. that's yeah. so nice. I, my specialty. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love writing, I love writing long songs that don't Same. feel long. Mm -hmm. Yes. That was actually my next point. I was gonna say it didn't feel like it was like seven minutes. Like it's just it's just a constant flow. You guys, as you said, it has that energy to it, and it just feels real. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Glad you really liked it. That really reminds me of like Black Sabbath or Led Zeppelin, where their songs are pretty long, but it's 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 a story, mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel long. You know. I think as long as you make the journey interesting, people will stay for the whole thing, and I think we definitely managed to do that. So. I'm really excited to see what everybody thinks about it. Oh, thank you for saying that, yeah. Matthew. That really means a lot. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I, I, as, soon, as soon as I listened to it, I was like, I want to listen to it again. And then I want to listen to it again. Oh, crap, it's 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you can listen to it all you want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Was like, yeah but no, Wait, you can get that one, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to it. If you, get, oh, yeah, if, if you guys get uh, physical uh, copies of that, I would definitely buy one, like, for cool. sure. Nice. It'll happen. We're thinking that the next track is going to be, okay, so what? It's May right now. So we're thinking the next track hopefully is going to be released in June, late June. And then the third track, meaning like the actual three track EP is going to be released in August. That's what we're hoping for. If all goes as planned. Well, I'm definitely, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing what else you guys come up with. I will say like, you guys, very well produced. Monster is super well produced. It all sounds, it, 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 like it, it captures everything, but also it just sounds super high quality. Nice. Thank you. We have Patrick to thank for that yes. at Earth Tone Studios. Yeah, Patrick did a yeah, killer Patrick. job on mm -hmm. In uh, Sacramento. Yeah, I saw you guys were posting on your Instagram, uh, you guys in studio. It looks, looks like it was a lot of fun. It was. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
Also a lot of fun afterwards too. <laughs> well, <laughs> fun, fun asterisk. Fun, fun. But it was fun, technically. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Um, if you feel like elaborating on that, you can't. Oh, see oh, I'll oh, keep it super, goodness. super condensed. Um, <laughs> basically, like what happened was, was I was so happy after we were done recording Monster that I was having a few drinks. Well, apparently I had enough drinks to leave my hotel room naked and get locked out and have the cops called on me like, oh, get this guy back in his hotel room. And this homeless guy, I'm kidding you. Like, I mean, I'm not kidding you. Like, this homeless guy comes up and he's like, dude, here's some shorts. He like gave me his shorts. And I still have those shorts. I have them on my wall because like it was the nicest act that like homeless person had ever done for me. I was like, <laughs> so yeah, that happened the same day as the recording of that song. But <laughs> if, oh. if he had just gone with me, we would have gotten some beers at 7-Eleven and gone back to the hotel room fully closed. <laughs> uh, if you're going to party, you might as well do it right or, or wrong. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I gave Ozzy a run for his money. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that that that's awesome. I mean, is there really any other way to celebrate? I mean, come on. <laughs> Wanted for public nudity in Sacramento. I don't know. That's kidding. That's kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, dude, that's awesome. I mean, speaking of monster, for when uh, people do listen, like before they listen to it, what can they expect from the track? It's a roller coaster ride, encapsulated in the music. It's like a journey. That. And uh, and I uh, can't wait for people to go on the ride with us. I would say that this specific track, because like I like we said, there there were three of them. We we picked this one because it has that white fuzzy bloodbath essence evolved. So it's like we're giving that teaser, we're giving that taste of like what's to come. So that's that's what I am having people expect from that. I think as far as uh, the guitar sound, I put all of my influences in there. Like I, with Refract, you know, a lot of it was very like tool influence, very like progressive metal, Mastodon. This stuff is a lot more like, I got some like Joan Jett influences. I've got some like Queens of the Stone Age influences yeah. going on. I'm able to like throw in a lot more than I wasn't able to before. It's like every song that we've, that we've written so far sounds completely different and yet, cohesive it's uh, like i honestly really feel like we've captured lightning in a bottle with these songs <laughs> and i can't wait to see what else we got coming and uh yeah we're uh we're gonna get back to work here and start writing more songs very soon and uh gonna have a full length some point in the near future mm -hmm. well i'm definitely looking forward to it i know lisa said in the emails you know between us that you should listen to sugar and rock first and then listen to monster because it will make sense it does it, it's definitely you guys have really like you guys it's um you guys evolved like with monster from yes. sugar and rock to monster it's we you guys did. Have evolved, but you still have that still like that style uh that whatever you the, the it factor you guys have i don't really know how to describe it but you guys have it cool we like awesome. that it can't Thanks, be described man. thank yeah. you so much the term you're looking for is white fuzzy blood bathiness. <laughs> yes. You should trademark that. That's right. That's Put right. that on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> this reverse know. camera thing is just messing me up here. Yeah. Do, you keep, do you keep looking I that keep, way I for keep, me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, I it, keep trying uh, to... It takes a little bit. Like, I just figure out I got to point this way. Oh, nope. See, I messed it up. I got to point that way. See, I messed it up. I was like, yeah, I figured it out. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm looking this way. <laughs> uh, all in good fun, though. Good to know um, it's not just me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Honestly, it messes up everybody. And as I just described, as uh, I just showed, it messes up me. And I, I've done like 100 interviews on this. So. <laughs> but I just mentioned Sugar and Rock. It was um, uh, your guys' album. Honestly, as I said, I really dig it. It has that blood, uh, white fuzzy bloodbathness style to it, um, <laughs> which my favorite song is. I got my blues on the radio because it's just a, a solid jam, and I really enjoy it. I was actually uh, on my way home last night, and I was. I was it's honestly great driving music with you cool. guys. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, a lot of people really love that one. That's actually one that was pitched by David. He's a fantastic, fantastic songwriter. Um, so David and I were the primary writers on that album. And so even though I definitely had influence on that particular track and I wrote some parts of it, um, he's the one that came to pitch it. Meaning like, you know, you come into the studio or the practice place and you're like, hey, this is the idea. What do you think? And then it evolves from there, right? Between three different members. Um, I love that track too. Um, another one of my favorites is of course, Miss Candy and Clifford the Grave Digger and Nah. I like, I like getting dark and gritty. Um, David was fantastic in like that rock and roll poppy sort of sense and so that that's a really good one and the swing in it is my touch there's like this certain swing you feel <laughs> cool i'm glad you like it thank you yeah it's a, it's a solid rock album as you said it's got that swing that is courtesy of you and uh oh, i don't mean in the whole album i just mean I in that in that one. okay okay good Whew. <laughs> no, I, I got what, I got what you said. Okay. Yes, no, but uh, overall, overall, <laughs> solid rock album. I, I love. Uh, honestly, it's like my favorite driving music now because it just. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. It just. I just feel like uh, it just really fits. <laughs> That's Good. awesome. Man. Thank you. So, uh, so, um, so you guys obviously, as I said, you guys are from the Bay Area. You guys are Portland, Sacramento. So, uh, what is kind of the music scene like uh, in like all those uh, kind of areas? Whew. There's uh, <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to seeing like I think the Bay Area kind of goes in waves where like people are really really into live music, and then well part of the problem is because the rents are so damn high, clubs are closing down all the time and stuff like that. Yeah. But I really feel like after this pandemic, you know, like I went to a restaurant for the first time in a year, and there was a live band playing there, and I was like, oh, I forgot how much I love this, and I know that everybody else is going to do that. So I'm really excited to to hit the hit the ground running with the, you know, and give give the Bay Area and anywhere else that wants it, uh, give them a nice bath. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said that. You know, since COVID, it's just, it's been so hard where I live. I live over in Sonoma County. And, you know, if you go towards San Francisco and towards the bigger cities, yes, there's more of a scene. But over where I'm at, it's just starting to blossom again. You know, you have places in Novato. I actually hope it's still open. The Hot Monk Tavern. I know I used to have a bunch of friends that would play there all the time, like the Happies and a couple other bands that are roam around that area. But uh, yeah, the music scene, I think, is going to just start finally starting to you know open up a little bit. 
Yeah. I'm like really excited to see where it's going because one of my personal hopes is that musicians actually like hold to the standard because you know, it's total shit if you're playing a show and then you get paid like nothing. Right. You actually like owe the venue money, which is ridiculous. But like, I, I'm really hoping that with this time off, people have like reevaluated their worth and that their musicianship is actually worth something. Um, so that's a personal hope of mine. Um, but also like, even before the pandemic, it, it was really happening in some places. Like for example, there's this place called JJ's Blues, which has, I think it's changed ownership. So it's a little different now, but I don't know. Um, but they like loved the heavy stuff. It was crazy because you would think it's like a straight up blues bar, which it used to be. Yeah. But then like we would play there and people just go bananas. So it you just got to find the pockets. And um, there's definitely some great venues around here. Like the Caravan is one of our favorites um, in San Jose. That's where the band is from, is from San Jose. And um, also the Blue Lagoon in Santa Cruz, they just... They really know how to throw it down and they really know how to treat the band well. They're really great people. Um, Winter's Tavern. Winter's Tavern and Pacifica. So, yeah, there's just these hot spots. I think just like really anywhere else. But of course, the struggle's real, like what Jeff said, where rent is just so high. So, it is hard to be like a full time musician sometimes or like keep your doors open as a venue. Um, but something that I like to see the bands who are listening to the stream is that even like if you're playing local maybe your scene isn't local like for example we throw down in yuma like yuma loves us yuma and we're not from Yuma. Nuts. so i know bands who literally only tour france because france loves them even though they're from like the united states so it it really just it's like your scene might not be local so just keep that in mind you know, don't think like oh man nobody's coming to my show i suck it's like no you just haven't found the right people who like totally dig your music yeah i, I definitely like the way you said that definitely you gotta you gotta find your scene if, even if it's not where you're necessarily from you will find somewhere that really like really loves you yeah so I, I definitely agree with that i do like uh what you said about musicians reevaluating their worth and stuff because like I've known of quite a few shows uh, that, that happen, like musicians didn't get paid anything and they drove from like another state to be there. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's not cool. No. <laughs> Rough life. <laughs> Rough life for sure. Uh, so, so yeah, those were the days. <laughs> those were, yeah, those were the days. Hopefully, hopefully no more. We'll see. We'll see how things go. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel lucky in uh, Indiana, we were able to have uh, some shows, not like, you know, full capacity or anything like that, but at least we were able to do at least something. I do know quite a few, uh, at least some venues in Michigan, unfortunately, had to had to close, obviously, because of everything. But uh, I feel kind of lucky that I live in Indiana right now. <laughs> One thing that's really nice is, like, when you play those kind of hole-in-the-wall places where, you know, it's like if you go to downtown San Jose or San Francisco or something like that, you, you know, you just have – millions of options but like if you go to yuma on a wednesday there's not really many options and those people will throw down like it's a saturday <laughs> speaking from personal experience yeah I had, like, ah, there's a show it's amazing yeah. it's so much fun it's yuma, really fun yuma was rad yuma we love yuma we love you yuma i had more bud light in yuma in one night than i had <laughs> in my entire life previous to that point <laughs> And I didn't have that much, which tells you what I think about Bud Light, but that's another story. <laughs> I did have a lot, though. Good Lord, I had a lot. 
That's good. No fun fact. I didn't know. <laughs> you will be quizzed. Yes. Uh oh, I'm going to be ready. I'm well, he's recording this so he can cheat. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I got, and, and I got to edit, uh, edit. And you got to edit it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I definitely. Oh yeah, it's this. It's this one, right? Yeah, Bud, Bud Light. I got you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. White claws, right? Oh wait a minute, that's not right. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys so much. I'm wrapping up this interview, but thank you guys so much for hanging out with me on Super Cool Radio. You guys are you. very yeah. fun. To chat with. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah. Damn it, I did it again. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> this is fun. I do got one more thing before I let you guys go. What can we expect from a white fuzzy bloodbath for the rest of this year? Oh, good question. Definitely more music. Yeah. Definitely got a lot of songs to show you guys. Yeah, so we got the two the two other songs and then the, the EP release. Uh, what, at least one music video? Yep. Got a it live in studio music video that comes along with the track. Yes. And, you know, it's great to say like, oh yeah, expect an album by the end of the year, but you know how albums go and it's probably gonna be like 45 minutes plus. So we're hoping to get it done in 2021, maybe in the beginning of 2022, but at least we're putting out this live EP so people have an idea of what's happening. But we are really excited to share with everybody what we have going on. Uh, those are the things to expect from us in the near future. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I, I really, I really did monster. If anyone, uh, definitely should check that out uh, when it's available because I, I really did it. It's uh, the whole white fuzzy bloodbath wrapped into one, and it's seven minutes of awesomeness. Thanks. Yay. Glad you dig it, man. That's Thank great. you, Matthew. Of course, and uh, for white fuzzy bloodbath of Elise, Alex, and Jeff, I am Matthew Thomas with Super Cool Radio. Thank you for watching. Yeah. Thank you. Woo. Hope everyone enjoyed my interview with White Fuzzy Bloodbath. I had a great time chatting with them, some pretty cool people to chat with. And they just released a brand new song entitled Monster. You can check out the official music video on their YouTube. The link will be in the description. And you can check it out on Bandcamp. Great way to directly support them. I've included a 30-second teaser for Monster, and it sounds pretty awesome. So please check out stream support, give a like to White Fuzzy Bloodbath. And if you like Super Cool Radio and want to directly support us, we have these really awesome baseball hats for sale. They're $21, including shipping. We will ship them directly to you. Two logo options available. Or you can check out our store on Endeavor After. That link will also be in the description. But now, here is a teaser for Monster by White Fuzzy Bloodbath. Enjoy. Behind you. Yeah.